welcome to the sports podcast. <laughs> I like that, do that. <laughs> Well, we'll just keep that. That'll be the intro. There we go. Welcome to the very first uh, yet-to-be-named podcast. We don't know what we're going to name it. We're talking sports. We're talking Steelers. And uh, my name's Carson McCandless, and this is my cousin, Cole. Cole McCandless. And uh, first order of business, we're going to jump right into it, is the QB rankings. We have a top ten each. So, uh, Cole, why don't you tell me your first? Gosh, this is... We really got right into this. Let's start at ten. Start at ten. Interesting. Go for it. It's way more exciting that way. All right, 10, I have uh, Lamar. I have Russell Wilson at 10. I have Lamar actually missing the top 10. Interesting. Who? Man. All right, who's your 10? I don't know who you would put over 10 Lamar. is Wilson. Oh, yeah, I'm stupid. What the, what the heck? Who is ahead of Wilson? Well, we'll get to that, but I, I think Wilson's still got a lot of talent. He's his last two seasons have been first half insane, second half god awful. Yeah. Uh, he's still he's still a really good quarterback, though. That's the thing, and it's, it's not like his team's helping him on offense. So. Seems to be kind of a weird trend with small quarterbacks, because Kyler's kind of been the same way, where he's kind of mm-hmm. faded down the stretch. So I don't know if it's just coincidence or if it's based on their size and kind of slowing down as the season goes on. But, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I agree. He's somewhere in that range. He was probably top five for sure going in. Maybe – I think I had him at three last year at this time. But, yeah, just a weird season. Yeah. All right, number nine. I'll go first on this one. I have Derek Carr. That's who you had in there. Let's see. Let me look this up here. Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. I think he would be my number 11. But he yeah. really his numbers weren't anything special. I think he I have few... three I have three guys that just missed the top ten. All right, who were that they? Being Lamar, Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I didn't think Tannehill had that good of a year either. But I don't, I don't really like Tannehill. I've never been a uh, Tannehill fan. At the fifteen Sorry. to twenty range at this point. Let's see this. Uh... Kirk Cousins it. it Listen to his stats this year. Oh, I know Kirk had really good stats. I honestly he had a really he, good stats this he's year. He's right out there too. He's probably right behind Carr. I probably have him at twelve yeah. or eleven. Four thousand two hundred twenty-one pass yards, thirty-three touchdowns to seven interceptions. That's what does it for me. Yeah, that's a great ratio there. That's that's why that's why I haven't well, just missed it. I think. Well, I'm surprised you have Carr higher. If you're going based on like stats, Carr, Carr was twenty-three and fourteen this year. Touchdown yeah. interception, which is obviously a lot worse than say Kirk Cousins, but I think Carr has a lot more uh, actual talent when it comes to like physical size yeah. than Cousins does. That's why I Cousins agree. misses my top. But 10. you would take if you had a game and you had to pick a quarterback, you would take you would take Carr to win the game over Lamar. If I'm looking, uh, if it's like a fourth quarter down by seven, give me Carr every time. If it's it depends on my team too. If I just if like the Steelers situation right now, where I just need a game manager, give me Car or not Car, give me Cousins every day. But if I have, uh, if I want my if I need my offense to be more volatile, then I'm gonna take Car. I mostly meant like Lamar, like as to why Lamar is off your list. Nah, he can't throw. <laughs> nah, he's he's <laughs> he's come along with uh, his accuracy and stuff, but. I mean, every time he's played the Steelers, he's crapped the bed. Anytime he plays a good defense, he he struggles. Uh, is it's it's, it's just how much do you value his running ability? I, I think it's see, really. I good. also can't I see Lamar improving much more yeah. than what he has because and, he's starting to older, take hits he now. He gets the worst. Uh, his worst. The worst. Yeah, is he's running starting ability. to take hits. He's he's in the prime right now of being able to run. With the, with the way his legs are. I just don't think it's going to be able to hold up forever. I mean, it's kind of weird, too, because the reason he missed time this year wasn't even because he was just running a lot. It was just like a weird fluke sack. And, like, it could happen to anybody. But, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why he... Just... You remember, like, week six, people were saying, like, Lamar was going to be MVP? <laughs> like, he was the leading MVP candidate? It was a weird yeah. season. 
I mean, he's he's good, but you, you can't rely on his throwing ability to win you games. You can rely on his running ability to win you games. That's why he's uh, probably number 11 for me, but you just can't rely on him to throw the ball downfield. All right. Number nine, I had Kyler Murray. Whoa. Is he higher for you? Yeah, he's, he's a higher. So I have, I have Dak at eight. I, I like at eight, too. I like what he does. I don't like what he does. I hated Dak. I liked Dak. And then I'm kind of back to hating on Dak again. Uh, I think the... Yeah, Dak is weird. People are really super high on him or super low. Yeah. I think they were way too high on him his first couple of years. Then, way, then they got way too low on him like a year or two ago. Everyone was really low on Dak. And now I think people are way too high on him again. He finished the, game, he finished the season out strong on him. I'll give him that. I think I think eight's a really good spot for him. Let's see here. Let's add Dak into this player comparison. This season. What did Dak throw? What the heck? Where is he even at? He didn't even show up. <laughs> well, I can read you his stats off. He had... 4,449 pass yards, 37 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. He had a he kind of a crappy running season. Though. He only 146 he yards. He missed one or two games. Well, yeah. uh, no, he missed one. Yeah. Another playoff letdown for the Cowboys. Yeah. And then, uh, so I had I had Murray at seven. Okay. Right I mean, above Dex. Not that. That big, that much difference. Yeah, I could like you at like top five. Well, I, I have, so I put little tiers. Uh, Dak Carr and Wilson are in the bottom tier, and then Murray's part of the next tier up. I thought he was a full tier higher than these guys. I think he's right there with like Dak and Lamar, probably. Just he seems, yeah, uh, he's kind of inconsistent too. I mean, yeah, he's. I wish we had Jordan on here for this because he could tell us, although. He probably wouldn't give us a fair, <laughs> a fair review. I don't know. When it comes to Cardinals, he's usually pretty fair in his assessments. Surprisingly enough, we'll usually be excited about something Cardinals, and Tom will be like, "Nah, they're gonna suck it up. They're gonna stink." But yeah, I I like Murray. Honestly, uh, for me, five, six through ten is just a big tier for me, and I kind of honestly, I think. Maybe four and five are a tier, and then one through three are a tier. Okay, what's who's your six? Steph. Oh, wait, did I say my seven? My seven's Russell Wilson. Okay, so you have him a lot higher than I do. You like yeah. him over Murray. You think Murray's the better mobile guy? I think Wilson is... Oh, yeah, he's just he's just a veteran. I think I would just trust Wilson more to win a game That's true. than Kyler. I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, the Seattle themselves have a better... better... Or worse, Kyler has sorry. more help for sure. Stuff around him, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Six. I also went Stafford, so I think our top yep. five is going to be the same, or same guys. We'll see what the order. Yeah, almost same order. I think, but yeah, Stafford's good. Glad he got out of the Lions' horrible, horrible organization. Freed himself and got a Super Bowl, but. I mean, he 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 had some bad he had some bad games during the end of the regular season. Yeah, he's still kind of a little inconsistent, but I gotta reward him for the Super Bowl win, yeah. the, the clutch Played comeback. Well. Played really well. All right, number five. What do you have? Joe Burrow. Yeah, I knew you were gonna go with Joe Burrow. I have Justin Herbert at five. Yeah, people are gonna. Recency bias. Herbert missed the playoffs. No fault to him because he was playing out of Correct. his mind. I think if he would have gotten in, he could have made some noise. But Yeah, I agree. I like Burrow, but I, think... but I think Herbert's got the better arm talent for sure. Burrow's got that kind of like clutch factor. Just got that, I like, think... like that it factor. But Yeah, Herbert's I think Herbert has the much crazy. better arm, a much worse team around him than... Herbert's crazy and can easily Burrow. move into the top three. Maybe top, yeah, probably probably top three next year for sure. But uh, I think Herbert. Has I was a, a Burrow, Herbert. Burrow has that, 
Yeah, so was I. So was I. I was a Herbert Dotter. Well, not even just like, like just after his rookie season, because like I know some guys in the sports card business, and they're saying how high Herbert's stock is, and I was like, I would not buy that because he's coming off one of the greatest rookie seasons ever for a quarterback. I'm think I'm saying the only way he could go was down. Mm -hmm. If you can follow up one of the greatest seasons ever for a rookie quarterback and improve on it, like then I'm a believer. That's what Baker couldn't do. I mean, Baker had a really, really, really good rookie season. He crapped the bed. You've sold me on. You you sold me if you can do that. If you can follow up a an elite rookie season with an even better one. So Herbert's crazy. Just watch him. He's nuts. He's got a great deep yeah. ball, great arm talent. He's mobile. He's gonna be. I mean, the AFC is gonna be crazy for so many years. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah, I love Herbert. I maybe I do need to watch a little bit more Herbert, but Joe Burrow. I've always been a Joe Burrow stan. I love the guy. He, he might not be as f, uh, as athletically gifted and physically gifted as Herbert. Herbert probably has a higher ceiling because of that. But his his brain is insane. His processor processor is really good. He can make any read and get the ball there with plenty of time to spare. He might not be able to hit the tiniest windows like. Herbert can. There's there's yeah. a couple throws I saw him do. That's insane that the ball was able to get there. That I could say for, for a fact that Burrow couldn't. But Burrow doesn't necessarily need to. Yeah, we'll see. The, the Chargers can make some noise this next year. I don't know what their cap situation is, but they should have space. Yeah. Uh, they should they be need able to do something. They need we'll, to do something to help we'll Herbert. See if they can nail up. the draft. Oh, yeah, man. but he should. He's going to be cheap for a couple years, and they gotta they gotta take advantage with how stacked the AFC is. I mean, Bengals come out of nowhere. Then you then you got Bills and Chiefs and Pittsburgh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All the big competitors next year. Yeah. But uh, all right, yeah, I got. I think this is where there's a little bit of a I'm tier. Herb, I would love Herbert though. I don't know. It's close. Herbert could. Is... I just put the top five guys in a tier of their own. I just said. It's yeah, close. I could see that, but I think. Top three is pretty universally agreed on. Yeah, I, I'm people. assuming you have Herbert at at four. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, go ahead, tell me number three. I have Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, he kind of was disappointing to start the year, but got super hot, especially in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Kind of got. He just stayed hot. He got screwed by <laughs> overtime rules. Yeah, I mean. Um, that's that's talk for a different day, but yeah. All I'm gonna say now is if you like the overtime rules as is, you're not a fan of football. Okay, okay. I don't know about that. I mean, we'll see. That's, I think they will change it, but yeah. Alan, yeah, he if he plays like he did, if he plays like he did in the playoffs, I mean, he's gonna run away with the MVP. Incredible. He, he could probably be one. I mean, I think he's right there with Mahomes physically and just like. He probably, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, he has an even better arm than Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. You see him throw like 60, 70 yard bombs from his knees. I mean, about if you like get... pads on and stuff, but like, geez, oh man. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, he has. I mean, he's doing this with no run game too. I mean, yeah. you could you could probably definitely say that Mahomes has more help. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Gunning with. Yeah, I mean, if they, get, like, if they get another was... playmaker at receiver. They they should yeah, probably Cole trap Beasley. the running back or something. They should they need to do something. Yeah. Singletary and Moss, they ain't it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I his defense him. is all right, but when you're going up against people like Mahomes and the Chiefs, where their defense literally could not do anything against them, and they just got absolutely destroyed the entire playoff game, and you just need Mahomes or not Mahomes, you need Allen to step up, and that's exactly what he did during that game. Yeah. What, what's what's the streak they had where they had like ten straight? Uh, drives that ended in kneel downs or touchdowns or something like that. I, don't I forget remember. what the exact thing was, but I, I remember but yeah, seeing that on a, on a television. I couldn't yeah. believe it. But, right, uh, this is where it's going to get interesting. One, two, this is where there could be some... Number two, I have Wait. Mahomes. I did too. I, was really, I, did, I just made this list super quick. If I thought about it some more. I don't know. Mahomes just kind of... He's had some interception luck. He's not like he's not invincible like everyone thought he was a couple years ago. I mean, he he kind of came back to earth this year. He's a little bit a little bit inconsistent, makes some some strange decisions. I think Allen is 
is, is extremely close yeah, to Mahomes. Right I mean, yeah, they, they're almost interchangeable. Like, I don't if you had, I'd probably just pick Mahomes because he's done it before. He's won. Mm-hmm. But that might be like the tiebreaker, because I mean, yeah, when yeah, I don't know, I don't know what what else really to add to that, but yeah, I I love Mahomes. He's obviously an incredible player, but I think I think you just have to give it to Rodgers in this situation. I mean, he was MVP this this uh, season for a reason. He's incredible. He's done it his whole career, and. I, I don't think Mahomes is behind him. Rodgers but... hate really. I mean, I kind of do because he hasn't won in a long time. But you just watch yeah. him play. It's really I that's mean, all you have to do. He that terrible roster year after year after year. There's no playoffs. way to understate like how crazy it is his his interception rate. Like it's like absurdly lower than anyone else in NFL history in terms yeah. of that kind of volume. Like he takes care of the football like no one else, and he. It's not like he's just checking it down every play either. Yeah, like Brady. He's not doing that. Okay, so. Slinging it to the, the, the only wide receiver he has. <laughs> the um, Rodgers versus Brady debate's another time, but yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to talk about Brady in this. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I could have got controversial. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I love, I love Rodgers. He's incredible. It, it, a lot of people don't understand how bad the Green Bay roster is. They have two good guys on defense – and Gary and uh, uh, Alexander, and then on offense they have. I don't think they're that bad. I don't think their roster was that bad this year. I mostly I think it's, it's just, just the offensive help behind. It's just Rogers Adams. and uh, Adams. Yeah. I guess the running back wasn't too too bad. He's a good fantasy guy, but it, it's pretty much the Rogers Adams show, and they're losing both of them. Possibly and free agency. They won't. I think if I was a betting man, I'd probably say they'd both be they'll both be back. But if Rogers once paid fifty million, I don't know how they're gonna do that. Yeah. But like if if Rogers and Adams leaves, that's the entire offense for Green Bay. They're gonna they're gonna have the worst the worst offense in the league. About those two. Alright. Oh, uh, no, I don't know, maybe maybe love comes up, but that's a discussion for another day. Honorable mention, Mason Rudolph. All right, we can move on. (laughs) Uh, All right, so for our next subject, we have uh, Steelers' biggest needs as a team. And uh, a lot of people might say quarterback, and what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think anyone with a brain knows it's the offensive line. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's 100% the line. You can't support a quarterback without a no-line. Yeah, I'm very much in favor of figuring that out first before the quarterback position, which I think history proves that's the way to go. Yeah, Other than the Bengals, we'll the, the Bengals defied history in all <laughs> odds this year by just ignoring their offensive line straight up, making <laughs> Burrow like the most sacked quarterback ever, and then making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, that, the game against what, Tennessee, how many times was he sacked? Nine. That's that's crazy. I remember when uh, Lamar got sacked eight times at one time. I think it was last year, and everyone was going crazy over that. But, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, O line is definitely the biggest need. Uh, I mean, our tackles are kind of terrible. Yeah. Right. I I just want to say that uh, you'll see like different media guys, Pittsburgh media or whatever. They'll be like, oh, you know, so-and-so, Chuk's not that bad. You know, we can bring him back. And they'll be like, oh, we're going to give Kendrick Green another shot at center. We're going to roll with Dan Moore. Obviously, Dodson's back. I mean, like, before you know it, you're running back with the same old line. And I just – Yeah. I mean, that's – it is criminal if you run out that same old line next year. If you Even if – Yeah, just, I mean, you watch, you watch new... any game of the Steelers last year, and you just watch the offensive line. Every single play, whether it's running or a passing play, they just get pushed back a couple yards. It's disgusting. Yeah, they couldn't and people look push. at Najee Harris and be like, ah, he was he had a pretty darn good rookie season. But they don't I don't think they realize that every single play where he touched the ball, he had a defender in his face within one yard or a yard before. Yeah, I think his yards after. after contact was like the highest in the league by a lot. Yeah, he's gonna after be insane. First contact. So get this line fixed. I would say personally, just I think 
the goal should be to upgrade at least two spots on the O-line. I think yeah, whether that be through free agency or, or the draft, I don't have specifics. I don't have names right now. We'll go through draft prospects in a little bit, but I don't have like specifics in free agency of who they should fix, but I just don't think you can run back with this team, guys. So, I mean, we go down the line. We'll just, I mean, we'll just do this real quick. We'll just go down the line and talk about whether we think they should stay or whether we want them to leave. So, I mean, at left tackle, you have Dan Moore, who, I mean, he showed some promise. I mean, not great, yep. but you're, you're obviously hoping he takes the next step and can be that tackle of the future that you got for cheap. Yeah, uh, for so, what, like a fourth fourth or yeah. fifth round pick that we got him for, and he stood up in there and was probably one of our better O-line guys. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm happy with him. He's not the best, obviously. You'd like a great t- left tackle. So, I agree. You're stop, running but... back with with Dan Moore. Uh, yeah, he's guard. definitely the, even close to the biggest problem. Guard, you got Dotson, who yeah. I think is probably their probably their best alignment when he's healthy. He had a really yeah, good year. Yeah, but he's all the, the stories that came out about him and stuff. I mean, he was he's either our best offensive lineman or he's not on the field. There's no in between. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I hope he's back because yeah, I, back I mean, he's 100%. still really young. It's only hope it'll be his third season. Center, it sounds like they're gonna run back with Kendrick Green, but. I, in my personal opinion, I think you should try and move him to guard, and I'd love to get Linderbaum in the first, and that would yeah. just... Because, I mean, 100%. center is a difficult position, and you could just tell it, you know, it overwhelmed Kendrick Green. I think yeah. I think it was even Ben that just mentioned, like, I think Green would be a great guard. Just let him take away the mental stuff that he has to worry about playing center, and just let him play off instincts and just bully people, like be the bully that he is on the offensive line. Yeah. And I think he would. I think he would thrive there. I mean, I think he'd significant. He'd be for sure be better than he was this year at center. But the Steelers, they're a very patient franchise, and it sounds like they're gonna run it back with Green, which we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that it's goes. It's not the best. Right it's... guard, you got Turner. I think he's gone. Um, obviously, not. He was not the problem. Uh, He's still a competent offensive lineman, but when he's well, when he's your best offensive lineman, you you have major problems, and I think he yeah. probably was our best offensive lineman last year, as uh, overall. So yeah, I think he'll be gone. I think you'll upgrade at guard probably in free agency because guards are a little bit easier to find than tackles, or maybe a mid round mid round prospect, second yeah. or third, and then right tackle, Chooks. I think, man. Chooks, Chooks is okay. He's solid. He, I think he's solid in pass protection. But he's just he's got a really thin frame. And just him specifically and that offensive line as a whole, they just couldn't get any push like you were saying. Yeah. Really just Chooks. So I, I think you can do better. We'll see if they draft one of those early tackles. Or they could pay up for a quality tackle in a free agency, which I think would be preferable. <laughs> so I think you up, you upgrade that right side of the line. With guard and tackle, if I were to replace two guys, it would Sutter be tackles. it would be Trey Turner and Chooks, which is funny because they they weren't really they were probably two of the better linemen last year, but it's based off the young guys and yeah, you gotta give them Here, some more time. Here's the thing about about Chooks, he's had so long in this organization to prove and to uh, grow, and when he finally gets a starting job, he's eh. He's not even. He's. I wouldn't even call him good. He, he was okay, like you said. He's had so much time within the organization to grow as a. I think he, as a pass protector and as I a mean, run blocker, and he just hasn't. I think he's basically maxed out his potential. I mean, I th- what you see is what you get. I don't think it's quite as bad as you think because. I think I've listened to Dale Lolly talk about this, but he says like you know if Juke hits the open market, he's going to get paid because like competent tackles are just hard to come by and they, they just really good ones just really don't hit free agency that often and if you do you're gonna have to pay up so i think chooks is starter caliber he's a starting he's a starting tackle in this league where like what range he would fall in i don't know probably like i don't know what is there 64 he probably is in like the 55 to 64 range so yeah it's yeah. obviously not great but i he's he's not the worst yeah, but it's just there's no room to grow, and that's what I hate the most about Chooks. Is I mean, that he is still like 25. Be... So I mean, yeah, like but he's... he's had so long within the organization 
That's like if this was a guy that was like second, third year in the league, maybe I'd give him a little bit more. But he's been he's been here for so long. I don't remember when he was drafted exactly, but it's just I don't I don't think there's I don't think he can grow anymore. So that that's the biggest reason why I don't like him. I'm not I'm not okay with having a guy on our line that is the 55th best tackle in the league. Yeah, we got to get I someone think, better than that. I think you'll see like. I've seen some Steelers media guys be like, oh, you know, Chooks is solid. Like, we have him back. But then you just get in that mindset where it's like, oh, you know, if you go by my position, you start making, you know, you start kind of being like an apologist for the offensive line. You start making reasons to yourself as to, like, why each one could come back or should come back. And then you're running the same offensive line out again. Yep. So I think, I think we that's... fell into that trap a little bit, too, just talking about yeah. it. But... It, you you have to change something like like you said, Cole. I think at least two bodies. We need two new bodies, and there are two new starters to just restart this offensive line because it's not where it needs to be, especially yeah. if we're bringing in a new quarterback. Possibly. There's a saying. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for different results. And I think there's a fine line between being patient and waiting on guys to develop and kind of being in that like stubborn phase of just running it back. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope the Steelers know what they're doing there and they don't fall into that. But I yeah, I think after what we've seen the last couple of years, you have to change something. You can't just be like, yep. Oh, you know, let's we we're gonna hope these guys somehow turn the corner. But yeah, I think that's all we got on O line. What do you think about quarterback? So I'm gonna go on record as saying it's not the end of the world if Mason Rudolph starts this year. Most people would disagree agree. with me. I agree. I think you need to bring someone in to compete with him, whether that's a rookie or a free agent signing. And whether he starts or not, I don't really care. It's just quarterback's not that important this season. A lot of people don't realize that. This season there's, can be a bridge season. There's where we value either... to having a guy, a starting quarterback, who's being paid $3 million. <laughs> yes, a, incredible value. You can do a lot with the roster. Yeah. But I think... My gut's telling me they will draft somebody in the first round, which I didn't think they would a month ago, but I think they will. So I say quarterback, second need, third need. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think you gotta go with corner, especially with the question marks around Witherspoon and Hayden. Yeah, my I love third Hayden. need. My third need. Back. I wrote defense as a whole. We have a really good defense, okay, but every single be. spot line. <laughs> Linebackers and corner. We just need like one more guy. Like the the D line was not good last year. Our run defense was terrible. And whether whether you get yeah. a big bruising uh, nose guard to eat up a bunch of blockers to help us there, or, or you get a run stuffing linebacker, either one of those would help that situation. Then our corners have just never been good, and Hayden's getting older. Don't even know if we're gonna keep him because he's up this year, right? Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. He and uh, Witherspoon yeah. are both impending freezings. Yeah. You have to sign Witherspoon again. Hey, I think, he, he I think really he'll well. be a top priority for sure. But uh, then you have Sutton, then James Pierre, Justin Lane, Mullet, or Mullet. No, not either one. But yeah, it's just it's just not good. And that's not good. That's just bad. You need you need another body there, and that's why I said defensive hole. You need a, another body at D line, another body at uh, linebacker, and another body at corner. Yeah, the D line is something I want to talk about because I don't think people realize how good Stefan Tuit is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I mean, a couple of years ago. There was a point where you watched the games and you're like, man, this guy, this guy might be even better than Cameron Hayward. Like, he's that good. He was, Hayward, he was. Hayward is somehow improving every year. Hayward's but, I mean, insane now. Tuit is, I think he's pretty underrated among Steelers mm-hmm. fans, especially now since he set out the year, which, you know. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. But I hope he's I back. Mean, I, I heard. Tough. Mark Madden actually said he had a source that told him he's leaning towards retirement, which would suck because I think just to it coming back, he's under contract. He's under contract, so I mean this, I mean this would not cost us anything 
we don't have to re-sign him. If two it's back, that solves so many problems. And Alvaro's already committed to coming back. You know how effective he is he going to be at uh, whatever age, 34, Wormley. 35. Wormley's back. Wormley's back. Which I know, Wormley's another uh, subject there. He played well. He played well. He exceeded expectations for sure last year. But you don't want him playing starter minutes. I mean, right. And then who's the who's the other guy they brought in last minute who played insanely well. Adams? Is that yeah, his Montrevious name? Adams. I, I like Montrevious Adams. Adams. I Holy would love to God. have him back for depth. So I think you draft yeah, put a him guy. Put on the rotation, come in when Tewitt or Hayward's tired. I mean, Tewitt, Alu Alu, you've got two guys coming back that are going to just transform your run defense. And mm-hmm. suddenly you don't have to draft high D-line this year. Yeah, that D-line no longer becomes an issue with Tewitt back. I mean, with you lose two in Alvalu like that at the beginning of the year, suddenly you have Isaiah Bugs playing significant minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's just it's just all downhill from there. I mean, we saw <laughs> yeah. how bad he was. I mean, we just cut him late in the year. So, dude, that and that could help the development of the linebackers. I mean, I think Tuit coming back is the mo the single most important thing that's going to develop this offseason for the Steelers. Yeah, the way that we looked at Hayward this year, where every single play he was in, he had his hands up, batting the balls, he was shoving people into the quarterback. He was insane force. That was to it last year, and the year before yeah. that, and the year before that. Hayward's just come up and become astounding and really good this year. But that was always to it. If we can get two of those on our D line, that's not even like that's not even counting the outside uh, linebackers. Just the D line. That incredible, incredible D line, and then you got like T.J. Watt. You know he's pretty good too, yeah. coming off the edge. So, I think they're going to do some restructuring. They're going to clear some, even more cap space. Um, I think they'll try and bring back Witherspoon. I hope Hayden comes back on like a one one year deal, two year deal, whatever. Cheap. Yeah. I know he wants paid. We'll see. You don't really want to pay old corners usually, but I love Joe Hayden. He's yeah, so do I. His, so his heart's in Pittsburgh. Consistent since he's been signed, and we haven't had that from the corner position. But, uh, I mean, you're in great shape then. You can sign Witherspoon, maybe move Sutton back to the slot full-time. Yeah. Edmonds is another priority guy. You need to you need to re-sign Edmonds this, this offseason. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad yeah. at all. He did fine. The and, and Minka, a lot of people might think he had a down year. He, yeah, he led our team in freaking tackles. Minka had a down year because the linebackers were so freaking bad. He, yeah, he had to basically be a linebacker. He was basically yeah, our best linebacker this year. I mean, you, you know, I mean, so many of our games this year were just like one possession games, mm-hmm. and there were so many times if Minka doesn't make these crazy tackles coming from the second level. I mean, there's nobody behind Minka. Minka misses these tackles. I mean, it's a touchdown. <laughs> I don't think people realize how many points he saved and how many games he saved this year by just yeah. being quick and decisive and knowing where he's supposed to be. Yeah, Minka did not have a down year. And if Tewitt comes back or we find another way to fix our run defense, that completely frees up Minka to go out there and do Minka stuff. And the get defensive line, I mean, they always, you always say this, the trenches are key. And if mm-hmm. if Tua comes back, it hopefully frees up Bush. He doesn't get caught in as many offensive linemen coming to the second level. It frees up Minka, you know, to, to play just roam back in the backfield or you know deep deep downfield. Yep. And man, it's just there's so many holes taken away by Tua coming back this year. So we'll see. That's my biggest wish is for him to return. Because that defense, I mean, suddenly you're going from the worst run defense in the league and that causes so many other problems to, like, a top-five unit again if he comes back and Alo-Alo's back healthy and add a couple draft picks. I mean, they can be they can be scary again. So I yep. think that's... I mean, obviously, I think you want to add a, probably a mid-round wide receiver and then probably mm-hmm. sign somebody if it's not... if you don't bring back Juju... So love to have Juju back. A lot of Juju hate in Pittsburgh. A lot of Juju love in Pittsburgh. I'm definitely on the love side. Yeah, he needs to be used better. Used more like uh, he was the his rookie year when he was across from AB, and we can just have him be across from uh, Deontay because Deontay's definitely wide receiver number one on this team. 
but I love him. He's a good player, and he loves the city. I mean, he he came back super early from a terrible injury that knocked him out the entire season to play in the playoff game. I, I, he wasn't really supposed to do that either. Like, that took a lot of heart to do to come out and play that. And he could have he could have re-injured his injury. Could have tanked his free agency stock. I'd love to have him back. He, he's a great guy. Stuff he yeah. does for the uh, the community too is incredible. Yeah, I don't know if you just said this, but I also think he kind of hasn't been used the way that he sh- should have been used these past couple years. Yeah. I mean, if you go I back and watch his <laughs> tape from his sophomore year, I mean, people are already calling him a top 10 receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And then Ben gets more limited, and he starts Offense. being used strictly for blocking and running these stupid four-yard four routes. I mean, Juju was a <laughs> legit, deep, contested, deep ball, contested, Catch type player, combat catch. He had I mean, two he had... what, 98, 96 yard touchdowns. Yeah, I mean he's put on one, muscle, so he's not. Rookie, he's not as fast as he was then, but yeah, I I do think he could be used. He's great after he the catch. I mean, yeah, they got they gotta get smart with scheming up some stuff for the, the different styles of playmakers they have in offense, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably... wide receiver is my fourth <clears throat> need, just because th- we need one more body. I think even after Juju, we could find a late wide receiver. And uh, and then my fifth need was backup running back. It's something oh, yeah. smaller, yeah. but it, you can't have that's something taking up so That's something many that's very important, but it should be very easy to take care of. Yeah, very back. easy. That's that's why it was late on mine. But it's it's something you need to do, whether that's a random guy in free agency or another rookie. But I mean, we can't yeah. have Snell getting carries like he was last yeah, year. Benny's, and Benny's last year it. he got like no carries because we we're giving Najee the ball on ninety percent of our offensive plays. Yeah. Snell's very so inconsistent, but he's just Benny oh. Snell football. I don't think he's cut out. Every time you you. He gets on your bad side, and you're like, man, I don't want everyone to see this guy touch the ball again. And he'll go out and break off like a 15-yard run. But, yeah, Snell's not ideal for your backup running back. So that, that should be pretty easy. Sign a cheap veteran backup. Yeah, I think we tried that with Bellage, but Bellage is only you slightly can, better, better than, than Snell that. this year. Yeah, you can do better than that. Uh, the next subject we're going to go over quick, real quickly here is uh, draft prospects we like. Obviously, Steelers, Big Ben gone. Quarterback's a big need. Uh, who do you like, Cole? I got two guys I like who I would consider taking if they were there in the first round, and that is Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. You're going to hear those names a lot. I think I'd have Malik Willis as my QB1. I I think, man, I've just heard it so much, but I think I'd be fine with, with Willis being our first-round pick if we take him at 20. He just got a lot of upside, and if the Steelers really like him, they see something in him, then... I trust them. So those two guys, outside of those two guys, I don't love anyone else. Corral's interesting. You see him ranked third a lot, so we'll see. You know how he looks at the combine and stuff. Yeah. My thoughts on this uh, quarterback class for the Steelers uh, is the same kind of idea I had last year. When I'm, all I'm thinking is O line, O line, O line, O line, O line. But if it's not O line. Have it be Malik Willis, or last year's case, Harris, Najee, yeah. because, I mean, obviously, I think uh, last year we made the right choice, even though I'm sitting near Hammer and we need O-line, we need O-line before we can get a running back because he's just going to die. Najee was just an incredible talent that really shouldn't have fallen that far, even though uh, running backs are not very important in today's football. They're a little more so than I was thinking a couple of years ago, but it... Harris is an incredible talent. Get him when where we got him was really good, and it was better than taking any of the O line available. Even uh, even though there was some really good talent there, and I think this year same thing. We need O line. We need O line. We need O line. Give me a Linderbaum. Give me uh, one of these good tackles. But if we're not going to get O line, and I know a lot of us are looking at quarterback. I think it's Malik Willis or not. I mean, I like Pickett, but just swing for the fences. Get Willis, I guess. Yeah. I it, pick is the safer choice, obviously, but since one of the safer choice worked out. I think Willis. I think if you fix the O line, if you really make a conscious effort to fix the O line this year, and it's yeah. significantly improved, he's Willis has a great environment 
like almost a yep. perfect environment to. to and that's one of the best things for a boomer. He's got playmakers. He's got an elite running back. He'll hopefully have a solid O line. He's and one of the best defenses. Solid in coach football. Mike Tomlin. Yep, good defense. Offensive coordinator. That's different story, but we'll see. We'll give Canada <laughs> time. Yeah, it's the thing with Willis is if he his arm talent's insane. His running ability is amazing. And he can hit people, too. His accuracy is not the problem. A lot of people might say that. His real problem is decision-making because he's a horrible decision-maker. This dude's also a freaking tank. Terrible. He's like six foot and three quarters and like 225 pounds. <laughs> like he's not like Lamar Jackson, like tall and skinny. This dude's like a – he's built. So I'm hoping that, yeah. you know, he's a little bit less injury-prone. Yeah. Should be able to take a couple of hits and get up and – lay out a couple himself on some uh, smaller defensive backs. But, yeah, the, the real question is, are you going to be able to – is he going to be able to read a defense? Is he going to be able to look at his first read, see it's not there, and go to the, his check down or his second receiver? Because in college, if his first read wasn't there, he would just run. He wouldn't look at anything else. He wouldn't even have his head up while he runs off to the right. So, I don't know, maybe someone comes open and over there. No, he just runs. He just bolts. And he was really good at it, but it's not going to be in the same in the NFL. I mean, Lamar Jackson does it pretty well, but Lamar's processor isn't isn't that bad. I mean, he he he's not great passer, but he can he yeah. can suffice. But with Willis, the arm talent's there, the accuracy's there, the mobility's there. Those are three big things that you can't necessarily teach. Accuracy maybe, but the other two definitely not. The big thing is just you got to get the mentals down and. You just got to hope that the Steelers organization is good enough to help him learn. And maybe, maybe he sits. I would be totally fine having Rudolph start the first half of the season and having Willis sit. I know a lot of people would hate that. But yep. if he needs to sit and he needs to learn the playbook and he learns to make reads and learn to read a defense and he comes out and he's stronger for it, I'm 100% for that. Yep, I agree. Yep. And I'm also, surprisingly enough, I like Matt Corral. I think he's... Basically, he's basically Willis, but like great value brand. If you get him in the second round, and eh, third round, yeah, I don't care. That's I fine. don't think he's falling that far. I mean, I see him going. I don't think he's falling that far either. But if you can somehow find him in the third round, even I haven't straight up seen, early third. Round. I just really haven't watched him, so I don't really know enough about him to make any judgment. He's surprisingly uh, mobile. He's like he's not oh, yeah. Malik Willis, he's mobile, but he's, he's but fairly yeah. close. And he's got a good arm. Uh, I think he's a little better decision-making wise, but he's still not good at that. But he's certainly better than Willis is. So it's it's kind of if you want a slightly less risky Malik Willis. But at that point, why not just take the just go full risk, full risk, full reward. It's you can just hope you hit. I mean, that's what you got to do with quarterbacks. You don't uh, the safer. I mean, like look at Rosen. Rosen was the safe pick because he was the most quote most NFL ready. And he tanked. And then you look at someone like Josh Allen, who is like, this dude is incredible. Who knows what's going to happen? I think if Josh Allen went to Cleveland, he would have been out of the league already. I, I, that's how bad I, I viewed Cleveland at that yeah, point. Yeah, it really does matter where you go and how they develop. Cause you just you remember I was Josh just thinking Allen... about this earlier in the episode. Like, How many quarterbacks, high-pedigree quarterbacks, do you think have been ruined by the environment? And like, mm. how many... Just like how different would the Sam landscape look if it was switched around? Um, Sam Darnold, one hundred percent went to the Jets, had nothing. Went to the uh, Panthers, had even less. And he did good for the first couple bit with the Panthers, but it's just a bad team. Not, you still think, not much more. You still think Darnold is can be salvaged? Yes, I think someone can. Someone can make him. He's still young. He's still. He's what, like twenty four? I, I know. He's I just, still a super young guy. I don't think so. I don't. I think he's. I think he had some consistency in Carolina, and he had his chance, that he really just blew it. I guess, but Carolina's still a terrible team. I, I know that they were like, what, 5-1 and one or something crazy, and people were yeah, going nuts. they had solid receivers. They, they, they didn't have McCaffrey the whole year. That that kind of hurt him. I, I, I still think he can be a savage. It's, am I willing to try it right now, like as a Steeler, as the Steelers, like if we were to sign him or trade for him or something? We already have bodies. We already—it's—it's it's just not for us. Someone, someone that has a a starter for the next year or two, like maybe. Well, I guess Green Bay has Love, 
But somebody who's got like a, a certified starter for the next year or two, and then after that might need somebody, should sh- sign Darnold, try to teach him up, see what's there, because I still give, think there's something. Give him something. a Mitch Trubisky treatment. Yeah, I, I, I think just like that. Like Mitch. All right, what's next? Uh, O-line prospects, Linderbaum. Obviously, incredible yeah, for the Steelers. there's really four tackles that you're looking at. Um, Evan Neal, Ekwanu, mm-hmm. Charles Cross, Cross and, Ty- and Trevor Penning. And you know, there's a ch- there's a good chance Trevor Penning's there when the Steelers pick. Very very unlikely the top three are there. I've seen Cross fall in a couple mocks, but I don't yeah. agree with that. They're very good prospects, so they would. I think the Steelers should run to the table if those top three are there. They should mm-hmm. probably think about Penning. I don't think they value him higher than. Willis, I wouldn't value him higher than Linderbaum. Correct. I like Linderbaum. There's two good guards to look out for: Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green. Mm-hmm. They, I think, they uh, should be Johnson available I've as seen well. Falling in a couple drafts to the second round. So you might have to a, trade up for him. But there's a scenario I like. Um, if Willis and Pickett are gone, quarterbacks that you like are gone, and Linderbaum's gone, I would think about trading back three or four spots maybe more picking up one of these guards who's who are like they're kind of seen as like can't miss guys they're not like they're guards so they're not they're not super flashy you know they're not that's why they're yeah. not projected to go high in the first but you can trade back pick up you know a third round pick or something where you have that gap where you don't have any picks and also get a, a quality starter on the offensive line so i, I like that mm-hmm. scenario zion johnson's definitely my favorite I, I yeah. really like him. I think he could be really good. Uh, some someone I forget who it was, but said that uh, Johnson was their highest rated guy since um, Nelson. Yeah, Which, I think it actually was. Um, what's his name? Marcus. Might have been. It was either Marcus or uh, Brett, or maybe Alex Kazora, something like that. Those are the guys I generally follow. Brett Coleman. That's what I meant by Brett. But um. Yeah, I really like him. I think it's a dream scenario. Linderbaum first, uh, Zion second. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Zion's going to fall all the way to our second. We might have to trade up for him, yeah. but that would fix our O-line right up. Other I think the Bengals, would, the Bengals would jump right on one of those guys at yeah. 31. So. Yeah, and uh, I, there's some drafts I've seen where wide receivers are falling like crazy, and I know it's actually happened in real drafts recently. Yeah, I think it's a fairly deep wide receiver class. I don't know if there's any really dominant wide receiver ones in this draft. But you got to be a some good solid, top five guys, like some Williams solid and... wide receiver twos. Like, yeah, yeah. I well, mean, all... some of those guys are for sure going to be there at Steelers pick. I don't, I don't think they'll take them unless they really like him. Yeah, it's it's a need, but it's not a big need. It's definitely not a, one yeah. of our biggest needs. It's it's something that would be nice, and that's why I'm thinking, you know, get someone in round three, round four, round, round five to round out our wide receiving core, but it's not someone you should really take in a, in a, with your top pick when you have such big holes on this uh, team. Yep. And then uh, there's some good defensive guys. Uh, there's a corner that fell during one of the mock drafts I was doing on my own. I doubt that's going to happen. I forget who it was that fell. Corners probably we're probably not going to get a good corner with that first pick. Maybe the second, and then uh, linebackers are supposed to be a good draft for. Yeah, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a couple good ones up. Now Kobe Dean and uh, Devin Lloyd are two like yeah Lloyd first slash second round prospects. Yeah. Could be interesting if nobody else is there. Maybe pick up a linebacker. That could be another guy. You know, I could see maybe trading back and picking up Lloyd, who I I've heard really yeah. good things about. Um, but there's, I don't think they'll do that because there's a lot of solid mid-round linebackers that are going to be available. That, um, I, mm-hmm. I, if I would bet money that they draft a linebacker in the second or third. I, I think yeah. if I were to bet, I think there's good odds that they take one in the second or third round. Just because it's yeah, so the Seals are really good about that too. At seeing, there's a lot of really good guys that we can get later. Let's not get this position yet. Yeah, they're really good at doing that. That pretty much rounds out the uh, draft prospects I had an eye on. What about you, Cole? Uh, a 
couple defensive linemen, guys. I mean, this really is going to depend on Tuit coming back. Because if Tuit, you know, like we said, if Tuit decides he's going to retire, then suddenly defensive line becomes a need. And uh, I really like Jordan Davis. And I've heard really yeah, good things good. about Devontae Wyatt, both Georgia guys. So I could see them. To, and there's another guy, I think Travis Jones from UConn, that is uh, supposed to be pretty good. So I could see uh, definitely taking defensive line in the first two rounds if Tua does not come back. So um, those are three guys to look out for. Uh, they should go somewhere between, you know, the 15th pick to, I don't know, somewhere in the second round. So, I don't know. I think you're looking at quarterback or O-line, most likely in the first round for the Steelers, though. Yep. So, real quick, last thing. We'll just run through a, we'll do a three-round mock. Um, we're going to use... Pro Football Focus for this, which they're they're questionable, but usually they have solid draft stuff. Uh, let's kick this off here. They've got. Um, let me start this draft. <laughs> oh wow, that is really fast. All right, they had Hutchinson going one, Derek Stingley going two to Detroit, uh, Thibodeau going three to Houston, Ekwanu the tackle going fourth to the Jets. Evan Neal falling to five. Jeez. That's a Hamilton? dream scenario for the Giants. And then Karlaftis goes six, which is crazy because I've seen him go late in the first round. And the Giants take Kyle Hamilton with the seventh wow. pick. So they pick up Evan Neal and Kyle Hamilton, possibly the two best players in this draft. Jeez, they would be a, thrilled if, be that, if that happened. Charles Cross goes eight to the Falcons. Kenny Pickett goes nine to Denver. Uh, Garrett Wilson, 10th to the Jets. Placing Teddy Two Gloves with Kenny Two Gloves. Yep. Uh, 11, Matt Corral to the Commanders. 12, Sauce Gardner to Minnesota. 13, the Browns take Chris Olave. 14, the Ravens take wide receiver Drake London. 15, the Eagles take linebacker Nicobe Dean. 16, they grab Linderbaum. 17, Trent McDuffie to the Chargers. That's the guy who was who might have fallen. That I was talking about earlier. 18, David Ojabo to the Saints. 19, Jamison Williams to the Eagles. So we're on the clock here at 20. We've got a few guys here that we've talked about. Uh, Devin Lloyd's available. Uh, Kenyon Green, one of the good guards, is available. Malik Willis is available. Trevor Penning, Devontae Wyatt. Traylon Burks, really good receiver there. So you've got options um Zion Johnson Jordan Davis a lot of guys I would consider with this pick mm-hmm. so that immediately you know I'm thinking do we want to trade down but how much do you love Willis yeah that's a question oh line oh line oh line oh line okay here's the thing though Willis look at this picks after us Patriots 21 they got Mac yep uh 22, Raiders. They got Carr. 23, Cardinals. Murray. Kyler 24, Murray. Cowboys. Uh, 25, Dak. Bills. 26, Allen. Allen. 27. That's the first team the quarterback need. That is Tampa. I'm thinking we trade down to 27 here. What yeah. do you think? 26, 27, something like that. See if Willis is still there. Pick up a third, second, yep. maybe. I'll trade down to 26. The uh, Titans. Hopefully this does not take me too long. 26, 20. What do we want to pick up? We want to pick up. There's... They don't have many. I'm going to try to pick the 90th pick. Yikes. What's worse 90? That's like early third round. I guess it's not that bad. You want to do that? Yeah, that's good by me. Like I said, they, third or second. accepted. We probably let them get off easy there, but let's resume this draft. Uh, all right. Traylon Burks goes to the Patriots. Oh, the Titans, they took uh, Devin Lloyd. Oh, no, that's that like trade. mid, late third. Yeah, we definitely let them off way too easy on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. 
Andrew Booth, the corner, goes to the Raiders. Jordan Davis to the Cardinals. Kyger Elam to the uh, Cowboys. And Kenyon Green goes to the Bills. So we are on the clock here. Still available, Malik Willis, Trevor Penning, Devontae Wyatt, um, Zion Johnson. I think you got to go Willis. I think you got to go I Willis. Agree. I mean, you I trade agree. down, you trade it get back, your quarterback. Trade it back to a position. Yeah, I think we take Willis. We picked up a third. Probably should have gotten more out of that. But Just pretend we got like a fourth or a fifth yeah. as well. <laughs> All right. Took Willis. The uh, Bucks took Trevor Penning. Let's scroll down a little bit here. Bengals take John Dotson, wide receiver. Don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, Sam Howell goes to Houston. Jermaine Johnson falls the second round to the Jets. Looking, scrolling down here. Zion Johnson goes to the Browns at pick 45. Yeah. Devontae Wyatt goes to the Colts. And we are on the clock at 52. That Browns O line's disgusting, though. They get Zion in there. Yeah, Jalen Peach. I mean, it's already really good. Cornerback Jeez. available. Sky Moore available. Don't uh, take Sky Moore in the second, Leo especially Chanel. not in this box. He almost always falls. Travis Jones, one of the that defensive linemen I was telling you about, that should be solid. Boye Mafe, edge rusher, probably not. Kyler Gordon, corner. Not gonna lie, these, none of these things. Man, we really should have gotten more out of that trade. We can do my stuff. Alright, uh I like I like Travis Jones, a defensive mm-hmm. lineman. Uh, that bears the question of whether to it comes yeah. or not in this world. <clears throat> this would be assuming not. I don't think we'd do anything with the D line if uh to it comes back. Must let's just assume he's gonna retire, we'll take Travis Jones. Yep. Happy with that. You're on the clock at 84 and also 90. Sky Moore is still there. I think we jump on that here. Boye and Mafe also still there. He saw an edge rusher out of Minnesota. Here's Where the question. One D-line? Yeah, but he's kind of like an edge guy. Oh, okay. You could plug him in behind, be the third guy. I mean, we're kind of thin there behind Highsmith and Watt. I think... Yeah, we, we used to have a guy for that, and then he went and bailed to go to the Chiefs. Do we, do we pass up a line again? There's Dylan Parham here. At this point, we're just taking like depth of line, which we're we're gonna have to assume that we address the line for agency. Yeah, this is not a great O line draft for us here. I think we try and get Boye Mafe, and then six picks later, hope this guy more is still there. I think he should be. Hopefully, let's try it. He's ranked thirtieth on their bi- on their big board though. When we are at pick eighty four, so I think it's a shock that we have. And there's two, there's three teams with their the their top lead is wide receiver. The next, God. oh God, maybe we I don't know. Well, well, hold maybe on. we should trade up to eighty five. We'd only have to give up like a sixth. Or we could take uh, Sky Moore now and hope. Boy, I'm off is there. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll take Sky Moore. Boy, Amafe still there. We got Let's our go. guy. Also Brilliant for, draft strategy. By Troy the Anderson, linebacker, still there. Uh, Channing Tindall, still there. Was it you that's talking about Channing Tindall? Nope. Oh. You were talking about Leo Chanel, I think, right? I think so. That was your guy. Yeah, these kind of suck. <laughs> We'll take Boy Mafia. I think his value is just too good. If he's there in yeah. the, the third round, it'll be nice. He can learn up behind the best edge rusher in the league. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Push High Smith to do some good things too. So we just did a three-round mock there. It's loading our results. We traded back, got Malik Willis in the first round. Picked up Travis Jones, defensive line help in the second. Third, we got Sky Moore, uh, Pittsburgh native, wide receiver. <laughs> and also Boy Mafe in the third round, who uh, I've heard good things about as an edge rusher. But I like that. I mean, we missed that. We didn't We didn't draft O-line. That's kind of the way it, it went. Let's just... Yeah. We had Zion in the first, but I think you wait on that. Maybe trade back up if you really want him. But... Yeah, especially if Willis is still there. 
yeah. I, I think that's one of the situations where there's not much you can do about it. It's it is what it is. No O line help from the draft. Hopefully we got some good people in the free agency. But yep. Yeah. So that's gonna do it for our first episode. Yep. I think my voice hurts. <laughs> we'll be back sometime. Maybe a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Who knows. When some, some more news breaks, maybe closer to draft, maybe after free agency. Yeah. Something like that. Back on uh, Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>